In sports, they say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botwinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day-to-day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect KZLX, KNWT, or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. And welcome back to Day-to-Day Picks. Andrew Botwinick and Sam Steinmeier here with you for just about another 30 more minutes. We're going to go ahead and get, we're going to get into our What Are the Odds picks We've got uh, our back and forth. We've already talked kind of about the first topic, the New England Patriots. Is it too early for Pete, for fans to jump off of the bandwagon? Yes, it is definitely too early. They're still 8-1, and one, still one of the best teams in football. Uh, in my opinion, still the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, I think the Patriots' defense is just too good, and Brady is just too good. It's still Tom Brady back there at quarterback, and when you have Tom Brady at quarterback – Literally anything can happen. You, you could string off tons of like tons of wins at any point in time, and I'm sure we'll see them make a playoff push this year. Uh, so no, it is definitely not time to jump off the bandwagon. Is it is it time to kind of question if they're going to continue to play the way of football they've been playing? As in, is there potential for them not to even get the one seed in the AFC? Definitely, I think that that is a better way of phrasing it. They're definitely. I think they're definitely going to pick up another loss somewhere down the line. The Texans, Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills. Uh, they, they're going to pick up a loss somewhere down the line, maybe two. Uh, so they could end the season tied with the Chiefs, or the Chiefs could be one of those losses, and the Chiefs move up to the number one spot. Uh, so they definitely could lose that number one seed. But it, it's definitely no, you can't count out Tom Brady, I mean, no matter what schedule he has in front of him. Tom Brady, just one of those year in, year out. He's going to go in. He's going to get the job done. However, you play the Eagles, Carson Wentz now. They, they've kind of gotten back on pace for how they've started the season. They're they're not <clears throat> back into like their true like Super Bowl form, but they're playing a little bit better. They're, they're coming down to the wire to play the Cowboys, essentially, in that conference, or in that division, rather. Yeah, I don't trust Carson Wentz at all. I mean, he could be hurt by the time they play the Patriots. We never know, and it, uh, Carson Wentz, to me, I don't. Everyone's like, "Oh, he can be MVP candidate, MVP candidate." I just don't think. I see he's overhyped, in my opinion. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's the best quarterback in his division. I do have a little bit of bias in that, being a Cowboys fan, but still, it's Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in that division. Well, okay, well, that's, <laughs> maybe we we don't know. Yeah, we we don't know. He he very well could be uh, in the next few years, but this next year, next few years. But yeah, right now, it's right now Dak it's, Prescott. Right now it's Dak Prescott, and I think. Out of either of the NFC East teams that the Patriots play, the Eagles, Cowboys, the the one that is going to be tougher for them is the Cowboys. I mean, the, the Eagles are definitely a tough team. They have a good defense, uh, but I just think he gets past Carson Wentz. Uh, they don't have Nick Foles to beat him. So it's, it's definitely the Cowboys the tougher of the two NFC East teams that they have to play. And I think after that, I think they do pick up a loss against the Eagles or the Cowboys. One of those is a loss. One of those. I think they also lose the game to the Texans if everybody is healthy on is, the Texans. Is that at Houston or is that at Gillette Stadium? Is that at New um, England? I believe. Because if it's in Houston, I I, I think see. it is in Houston. I'm going to double check. It is. It is in Houston. Okay, so I it can see that. If it was in first, if it was in. Gillette Stadium, if it was in New England, I'd say no. But since it's in Houston, they very well could drop that matchup. And then they'll go and they'll host 
the Chiefs the next week. I think that one potentially could be a loss depending on how that healthy one, yeah. the Chiefs team is. If the Chiefs team is completely healthy, everybody is back from injury, everybody's playing, the Chiefs win that game. If a couple of players, Frank Clark potentially still out, if for some reason Eric Fisher re-injures his groin or something and doesn't play, that's a huge pivotal point. But the Chiefs have played a lot better on defense, and if this if this 11th-ranked defense continues to play at 11th-ranked, Chiefs win this game. And if Patrick Mahomes comes yeah. back, they win this well, game by a couple of scores. There is no question that Patrick Mahomes will play in that game. We're going to get Brady-Mahomes matchup. You can't. He is too much of a competitor to take him out of that game. and uh, He wanted to come in the next play after dislocating his kneecap. That's how much of a competitor Patrick Mahomes is, and you're going to take him out of the game against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots who beat you in the AFC Championship game? No, you can't do that. He's too much of a competitor and too big of a piece for this Chiefs team to take him out. So Patrick Mahomes will definitely play in that game, and that's probably going to be the best game that the Patriots play all year. I think so, too. And then you have the Bills the next week after that, and then in Week 17 you play the Bengals. Obviously the Bengals games win. They've already given up their season at this point. The Bills, though, the second time around, that could be an interesting one. Uh, It's in Foxborough, though, so that might be where I would sway away from that one being as close. Yeah, it's tough to go into Foxborough and get a win, and I think if they were going to beat the Patriots it had to be in Buffalo and they didn't do it so it it's definitely could be a close matchup but since it's in Foxborough it's it, it, it isn't really leaning that way especially week 16 if it comes down to week 16 and the Patriots are still fighting for any type of advantage first round by definitely. first seed overall yeah. home field throughout the playoffs they're going to play their best game against the Bills the Bills at that point will probably either have a wild card spot locked up or will be extremely close to getting one i think right now they're they're kind of on that teetering fence I, they'll probably still get a wild card but yeah there there could be something else they're fighting for if the patriots lose a couple more games and the bills don't they could in they could in all fairness be fighting for that division still yeah they could that that game could be for the division you know we never know you know with the the tough schedule the patriots have they could pick up a couple losses and you know be tied with the bills or even behind the bills in that game and It'll be interesting to see, definitely. Because the Bills at home, they're 3-2 and two on the road. They're undefeated thus far. They've only played three games on the road, but they're 3-0 and oh on the road. They play Foxborough's in Foxborough. Foxborough is a different animal on the road. It's just different than every other place. I, I would agree with that. The good news, though, if you are the Buffalo Bills, is that you really don't have to travel that far from Buffalo, New York, to Foxborough, Massachusetts. You're back and forth. That's not that far. Fans will travel to that game, especially if it's fighting for something, if you're Buffalo. But I think it is too early to jump off the Patriots bandwagon as well. We've kind of brushed aside that that main yeah. question. I, I think that they probably will still get the one seed. The only teams that would be giving them spots, some issues for it, are the Texans and then possibly the Chiefs down the road. But I think the Chiefs having the, the couple of stretch games where they've had, they might be fighting for a two or a three seed i think by the end of it i don't think they'll be at a one seed unless they beat the unless they beat the patriots and they get some help yeah they definitely need some help from the patriots and hey i don't know why we're not saying the ravens but the ravens definitely have a chance to get into that uh one spot they beat the patriots and you know don't don't really know what their schedule is looking like but they they definitely they play the texans they play the texans um not this week but next week 
then they play the Ravens or the excuse me not the Ravens. They play the Texans next week. They play the Rams the week after the 49ers, the Bills, and then they play the Jets, and that's their next four or five games. So then they play the Browns week 16 and the Steelers week 17. So they definitely have a shot, in my opinion. I mean, the 49ers game is probably the only really tough game I can see them losing. Uh, in on the, I mean, Texans are still tough. Rams still have a good team, but and you play the Rams in LA. I think that's yeah. the interesting thing. And then you play the Bills in Buffalo. That's another interesting one where that's tough. that I think, could be I tougher. Buffalo definitely a tough game. Rams in LA. I don't think that's really that tough, as because they the, the environment not nearly as tough. But you're not playing in front of your home crowd. Yeah, you do have to, and you also have to make that plane ride cross country, which is tough. But um, the rest of the way, you definitely could see this Bills team fight for a number one seed and we'll stay in the same division as the ravens with our next talking point baker mayfield is he a bad man or is he just bad in general he's kind of had some incidents the past couple weeks with some reporters and the browns are still struggling on offense the big talking point that we've already hinted on just last week was he changes his facial hair pre-game before the game started during the game and then and then he changed it before he did the press conference and he's had they asked him even about it and he said he didn't hand he didn't he didn't have what it took to keep the handlebar mustache or something like that but i don't care relevant at that point i don't care how you look you just gotta play you just gotta play good and he is getting close you know that picture that came out uh, a few years ago that had all the names of the browns quarterbacks like 20 of them and he's getting very close to being the next name on that quarterback jersey list of being replaced he's close because I mean, Browns fans are impatient. They are very impatient. They want a winner. They want to win so bad, and they're a very passionate fan base. And Baker's not winning for them. And, you know, coming from last season, everyone thought, okay, we have Baker. Baker's good. We have Odell, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt when he comes back. We're good. We're a good team. And they just haven't shown it this year. Baker's struggled, hasn't found his key guys. And, you know, he, he has had a couple you know, it was interceptions that shouldn't have been interceptions, you know, bouncing off his receiver's hands. It's just kind of been an all-around just disappointment as, you know, a team that good with that much talent shouldn't be, you know, they only have two wins. And the good news, if you are the Browns, though, is the latter half of your schedule gets a little bit easier. You, you play the Bills this week, which isn't really a gimme game, but you're playing at home. You host the Steelers next week after that on Thursday night football. You play the Dolphins at home. You travel to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers again. You host the Bengals. You play against the Cardinals, which could be an interesting matchup. You get the two Oklahoma quarterbacks back-to-back on December 15th. You play the Ravens once again in Week 16, which could potentially not mean a whole lot if the Ravens already have everything clinched up that they are are in contention for, which is possible, which is possible, as we mentioned. They could put Robert Griffin, the third in that game, just sit Lamar Jackson for the playoffs, so... Definitely a winnable game there if the Ravens set their key players. So, And then you come out week 17 and you play against the Bengals again. So there is still plenty of time for the Browns to salvage their season. They've had some tougher games. They've had some games that they're really not proud of. But you look kind of through who they've played this year. The Titans game week one was very interesting to see. And you play a close game against the Rams. You lose to the Ravens the first time. Or, no, you beat the Ravens the first time around, 40-25, to which was a, a great game if you're Baker Mayfield and this Browns team. You lose to the Niners, which, no surprise, the Niners are a good team. You lose to the Seahawks. You lose to the Patriots. The more interesting one is you lose last week to the, to the Broncos. 
Yeah. The Browns have played some tougher teams this this season, and the latter half of their season gets a little bit easier. I, but they where they're where they're sitting at now, I don't think they're going to at two and six. They're not going to make the playoffs by Definitely. any by any means. Definitely but, not. But they could salvage it out. They could go six and two over the last eight, and then and finish eight and eight, seven and nine. I have them finishing about seven and nine, though. Yeah, but you mentioned they have lost games that they should have won. Oh against yeah, the Broncos against the Titans. So it's, it, I could definitely see them only ending up winning four games this year, and so it, it's definitely pick your poison. Win seven games, win four games. I mean, they have a, they have the talent to they have the talent to win out, but they're probably not going to do that, and they are looking like they should. Go at least seven and nine, eight and eight, but the way they played, they could also only end the season with four wins. So it's it's tough. It's interesting. And we'll see where it goes. And we talked about how teams are starting to shape up. We'll kind of get more into that. We have our power rankings. We have a little bit of some time left in this segment. So Sam, we'll go ahead and we'll start number five. We'll start in the <laughs> AFC. Just in general, we're not going by division. We're going by conference. Who is your number five team in the AFC in terms of power rankings? Right now, power ranking, I, th- I think the Buffalo Bills is my number five. The great defense. Josh Allen's been serviceable this year. They kind of inserted themselves in the AFC East uh, standings when no one really thought they would. Uh, they, if the Patriots pick up a few losses, they have a prime spot to take that division. And so I think the Bills are uh, my number five. I kind of I agree. I think if they didn't lose to the Eagles, they'd be a lot higher up. And especially the fashion that they did lose to the Eagles, the the Bills are kind of where I have them sitting. Uh, they're the best team that isn't leading a division, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're going to be that first front runner to get that wild card. The way it shapes up now, actually, we'll get more into that later. So I'll hold that off on that for a second. But that's who I have at number five is the Bills. Yeah. Uh, at number four for me, I have the Houston Texans. I think Deshaun Watson has been great this year. Uh, he's really finding DeAndre Hopkins and also Will Fuller's had a pretty good season. And, you know, their defense is playing well. They did lose J.J. Watt and they did trade Jadavian Clowney. So we'll see where the rest of the season goes. But for right now, I think the te- Texans are my number four. See, and this is going to probably be surprising because where I'm from, I have the Chiefs at four. They, they've kind of taken a step back, even when they did have Patrick. I know Patrick hasn't been playing the past couple of weeks, but they get him back. They'll move up in the power rankings when they get some wins under their belt. But two and three at home is not what you want to have. You're tied for the worst home record in your own division. You're not looking good. But the good news is your defense is playing a lot better. You just come off of a win against the Vikings with Matt Moore as your quarterback. Things are looking up currently just because of how everybody else has played. That's why I have them as number four in my power rankings. I have the Chiefs at number three in my power rankings, and for all the reasons you've said, they've kind of struggled uh, you know, at home. Before last week, they had the same amount of wins in Arrowhead as Northwest. Uh, so you know, only having one win in Arrowhead is not really where you want to be. And Matt Moore has definitely come in and played good. He did lose to the Packers, but he got a win against the Vikings, and now he'll probably get a win against the Titans here, get some more wins under your belt, get Pat Moore rest. And it's really, I think they're going to, they're going to get some more wins rattled off here, and I think they will move up into that number two spot somewhere along the line, possibly in the number one spot, maybe if they beat the Patriots. But right now, they're at three for me. And I think for three for me, the Texans, you already hinted on everything that they had. I only have them ahead of the Chiefs because head-to-head they beat the Chiefs, which is why I would have them. Texans at number three for me. And I'll go ahead and I'll say number two. I have the Patriots at number two, eight and one record-wise. The only and it's going to be no surprise who I have at number one, yeah. but there really hasn't really there has not been any 
any type of weakness that this Patriots team has played aside from last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any new type of weakness has arised from that game. It's just they were outplayed and, and they really got it handed to them in the first half. Yeah, I, in my number two spot, I have the team that beat the Patriots. Uh, I have the Baltimore Ravens at number two. I think if they wouldn't have beat the Patriots, they'd probably sit at four or five right now for me. But since they beat the Patriots, they elevate to number two. They look good. Lamar Jackson looked great in running the ball and passing the ball. Mark Ingram's great on the run, as always, and that defense has been really good. They played really good against pa- the Patriots and Tom Brady, which it's not easy to do. I know they're at home, but it's not easy to beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and they did it. And so that's why the Ravens are number two for me. And I have the Ravens at number one solely for the fact that they beat the team that would have been number one, in my opinion. So that's that's why I have them shifted just a little bit. And, and uh, pretty much the same reason Sam had. They, they've been playing great football recently. They, their only losses were to some good teams. And then you, have, you, you lose to the Chiefs, and then you lose to the Browns. But... The Browns have, had, at this point, had a tougher schedule. Uh, yeah, they haven't really been record-wise the best team, but they that was their true potential when they played the Ravens. That was about as good as a game as you're going to get all the way around from the Browns. Uh, for me, I have the Patriots at one. I think even though 8-1 and lost to the Ravens, I still, still think they're the best team in the AFC. That defense is the best in the AFC, possibly best in the league. It's great. I mean, I know they have competition with the Bills, but I think the Patriots defense has just been amazing. They've carried that team. Tom Brady is going to do Tom Brady things. And I think, you know, they have a shot at this tough schedule to move down. But for right now, the Patriots are still best in the AFC in my eyes. And we'll flip now to the NFC. We've got plenty to talk about for the NFC, but we're a little bit not pressed for a time, but we're kind of getting close to that timer. So we'll go ahead and we'll start with number five. Sam, who do we have at number five? I mean, it hurts my heart to put them here because I want them to be number one. But for five, for me, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They've just honestly been really disappointing in my eyes, just thinking they'd be a lot better. They're not bad by any means. They just haven't lived up to their full potential, and that's mainly due to injuries kind of. And, you know, they did have a bad game against the Jets. But uh, the Cowboys, I think, with the they have a tough schedule coming up to play the Patriots. But I think they will win this division, and they'll rattle off some wins to end the season. My number five is the 6-3 and three Vikings in the NFC North. They're undefeated at home. The only woes that they have is on the road. They're 2-3 and three on the road. They obviously are coming off of a loss to the Chiefs, but the Chiefs moving up in the rankings as well on the AFC side, so that's really not a bad loss to have. That's why I have them sitting at number five. They're still able to move the ball. They're still able to get everything done that you want a team like that to be competing for a division. They're doing the right things, and there's a reason why they're only a game behind the Packers. Who do we have at number four? Uh, for me, it's the Seattle Seahawks, and it, it's a telling of for the conference when the MVP of the, league, of the league is on the fourth best team in the conference. And, you know, really the Seahawks have been amazing this year. Chris Carson's been great. I mean, the, the team up and down has just been great. It's just a full, like – a uh, balanced attack for them defensively and offensively. I just don't think they I just think there's just been too many good teams in the a- NFC to put them any higher than 4. And that's exactly why I have my number 4 is the Packers. I would have them a lot higher up. They lost that game just last week to the Chargers and in a not so great fashion. They're 7 and 2, leading the NFC North. 
And if that's why I have the leader at number four, you'll you'll kind of see why with the three, two, and one pick. So the Packers for me at number four. Who do we have at number three? Three for me is the Packers. Uh, I think you know Aaron Rodgers has been playing great. They have finally have a good defense and a good run game with Aaron Jones. Uh, it's just again, they'd be higher up if they beat the Chargers. They'd probably be number one or number two if they would have beat the Chargers. They've been great all year, but for me, the Packers are three right now. There's just too many good teams in the NFC. Number three for me, Seattle Seahawks. They've won two straight. Russell Wilson's an MVP caliber player, and I'm kind of right there in the same boat that you have. I don't know why there's an MVP caliber player that's like the third best team on his conference instead of just the number one or number two or number three team overall. Seahawks have been playing out of their minds, though, the past couple of weeks. It's just the division they're in. It's tricky, and I'm sure you and I obviously will both have the team that's ahead of them, the 49ers, in, in either two or one. Who do you have at number two? Number two for me is the New Orleans Saints. I think Teddy Bridgewater came in and did a great job in, in uh, Drew Brees' absence, and now that Drew Brees is back, he showed no rust. And they have an opportunity to move into that number one spot as the Seahawks play the 49ers this week. So a uh, little spoiler alert, but uh, I think we already know where we were going with that. But uh, but the Saints have just been great this year, and I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. I for the same reason, have the Saints. Breeze is back. Bridgewater's played phenomenal when he was there. They've won six straight, a lot of those with Bridgewater, so it's kind of hard to pick against them. Although, number one, we both have this team at number one for obvious reasons. 8-0, San Francisco 49ers. Defensive front seven has been phenomenal. Uh, Quarterbacking has been exactly what you expect. I mean, you don't really need Garoppolo to go out there and throw for 400 yards, but he can go out there and throw for 300 whenever you need it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he could throw for 250, two touchdowns, and you could still win the game because you have a great running game in Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, and, you know, there's just so many ways this team can beat you. And now with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. And that defense. And the defense. Joey Bosa, you know, his defensive rookie of the year. You could even chop off the rookie off that, the defensive player of the year. He's been phenomenal. It's going to be tough to dethrone the 49ers from that one spot and there's only one team that hasn't allowed um that has allowed less points this season than the 102 that the Niners have allowed it's the Patriots at 98 we've talked about their schedule who they've played the San Francisco 49ers have played some tough teams though and and I think they are the number one defense in the league Patriots right behind them at number two but that one and two spot is extremely close that's why I have the 49ers at where they're at that's who Sam and I have it as our one through five in terms of each conference (laughs) 